Welcome to Yes, the Stripper podcast, a podcast for all sex workers. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the clubs and all the amazing things us sex workers do. I'm so inspired and in awe with each and every one of you, and I'm always excited for what's going to be shared next. I'm your stripper queen from the North, Onyx, and this is Yes, a Stripper podcast. Welcome back to Yes, a Stripper podcast. My name is Onyx, all the way from Canada. You're queen of the North here. My next guest comes all the way from Vancouver, BC. I met this person forever ago, all the way in St. John's, Newfoundland. It was during a period where I was still new to travel and hustling and kind of still a baby stripper. And I met you and you literally taught me your hustle. People, this bitch looks rich every time all the time head to this <laughs> griffin and add the beautiful soul to that rich body body and you get the most amazing opulent person i've ever met jessica gianni say hello oh, <laughs> hi <laughs> long time man long time holy no, that, I can know. i say that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i feel like what 2005 when was that 2005, six. I don't know. It was a, it was a long time ago. Decades. <laughs> yeah. Like I, time flies. <laughs> awesome. Um, amazing. So before we get started, do you want to just tell all of us what your pronouns are? I am she, her, Perfect. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I really appreciate um, how you and I are both really pushing and like rooting for each other on social media. Like I know we don't talk all the time, but you're always on my, my Facebook liking things or like rooting for me and vice versa. And I really love that. I just want to say thank you for that. (laughs) I love you, girl. Like you are it. So let me tell you. (laughs) Um, But you are someone that I look up to immediately because you took me under your wings as soon as we met. Um, You taught me the arts of hustle. And because of your hustle, I met and had dinner with Drake with you. We met LMAFO, (laughs) Kanon. Like the list goes on, people. I'm like, holy crap. Went to the Juno Awards backstage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for seeing me and bringing me into your world. (laughs) I forgot about that. I did not. Yes. (laughs) That was, that was a good time. Oh, geez. How did you get to be so cool? Tell us everything that makes you, you. (laughs) Um, well, it started since I was younger. Like I was an actress since I was five. Um, I did theater and Neptune theater back in Halifax where I'm from. So I've always been outgoing. I've always been a people person. I've always been, you know, a go getter. So mm-hmm. even when I was younger, my mom, I'd have to take my mom to my auditions. Like I'd be like, mom, let's go, you know, like, <laughs> come on, back me up here. And I've always been, you know, very assertive. So mm-hmm. I kind of just molded that into, you know, part of like who I am and what I do is work, you know, dancing and stuff, which is kind of perfect to be a people person. You have to, you have to be really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I'd have to say that I'm just an outgoing people person. I love to make people smile, make people laugh. That's yeah. literally, that is me. It always has been. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Um, when did you start stripping and how did you get into it? 
I started stripping when I was 19 in Montreal. I was in Concordia and I dropped out from the theater program because I was like, F this. I'm not making any money. I'm poor. I'm cold. I don't know what to do. And I just saw the strippers in Montreal because it was pretty big in Montreal. You know, there's a strip club on every block almost. Mm -hmm. And I saw the money that girls were making. And I was like, holy crap, like I need to get into this. Like, how, how can I do this? So I didn't really speak French very well. Um, so I literally just kind of, I dove in, I just went into those clubs and, you know, in Montreal, you had to dance usually on a box. You'd have to go table to table selling tape dances for $5, really hustling out there. And then, yeah. So I was at a super sex. Um, I danced at Wanda's Chez Pare, um, which was a nightmare because I was English speaking. So here I am. I'm like, oh, uh, bonjour to vous en danse. And they're like, oh, tabarnak, you are not the French. We do not want to dance from you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do I have to do? So I actually had to start using my body language more so to sell a dance. But I started in Montreal. And that was probably 2000 and that was like around the time I met you because I was living in Montreal at the time. And then that's when I was traveling to Newfoundland. So that's amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, I was a baby too. <laughs> I know. <I'm> really- <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So you got to like, see like the world pretty much. eh? I did. Um, I did. Cause I started, I started in Montreal and then I started traveling. So then I started going to Newfoundland. I was going to Houston, Texas. I was, I was going to the States a lot because the States was better for black girls. So yeah, I was going to the States girl. Um, (laughs) Did you find in Montreal because you weren't English speaking? So there was discrimination against you for not being able to speak French. And then did you find any discrimination at all for being black? Oh, Oh, here we go. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Um, pretty much every, every day, every club I'd go to, um, I would have most of my friends were, were black as well. And they wouldn't let both of us work together because they would only want one black girl. So they're like, okay, we'll take one of you. You guys both can't work any clubs we go to. So we'd literally have to split up. Mm-hmm. Um, which was like, it was insane. They're like, oh, we already have one black girl here at this club. So we literally couldn't work together. There's clubs I'd go to where they literally just blatantly wouldn't hire me because they're like, we don't hire black girls. Yeah. And I would just literally have to grin and bear it and keep going because I didn't want it to damper, you know, my, my energy. Cause if you don't have a good energy, you're not going to make money. You're exactly. not going to work. You're up, you're not going to want to work. So I just let it not try to, I didn't want to let it bother me, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely in Quebec, that was really tough. They did not hire black girls at a lot of clubs at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know, um, we've got this thing in Canada called the black girl quota where as Jessica was saying, they only take one or just like their quota of one and some point slightly mixed. So (laughs) any more than that, it's like, Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And like, even today, like out here in Vancouver, it's like that, like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like you think that it would progress by now, yeah, but it actually has not whatsoever. Yeah. Actually. Um, one of (laughs) Anne's friends, uh, Nat's honey mentioned, um, that if you walk into a strip club, 
and you don't see any black dancers there, you should be asking management why. Because yes. <laughs> or you should just walk the fuck out. <laughs> exactly. For real. Um what uh we started around a time where there was no social media really. Um, would this be something that you would have advertised back then? And how do you feel that social media now is um uh, a catalyst in today's events? Well, no. Back then, I would have not advertised it because it was not something that was really accepted as it is now. Mm-hmm. It was something that was like that you did that you just didn't talk about. I did not post it on social media. I didn't like if my it was asked at dinner, I would literally try to change the subject. Or if my cousin <laughs> or something be like, yeah, just like so it's like, what? No, like, you know, hit their foot underneath the dinner table. Like, no, like, you know, do not talk about that. Um, yeah, there was obviously like, a stigma, you know, with it before. And, you know, like you didn't want to be a, called a stripper, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't something that you talked about. It wasn't something that you advertised or really wanted people to know right. versus now. Hell yeah. Like, you know, the more you advertise, the more money you're going to make, you know, like that's literally how you get customers to come see you at your shows where you're touring and stuff like that for self-promotion. And people are accepting it now. Like to be a dancer, like it's cool now. Like people like actually like they want to dance. I have girls messaging me all the time and they're like, how do I get into it? Like, tell me like, you know, like what am I supposed to do? Like where clubs should I go to? Like, what should I wear? Like, what should I do with my hair? Where can I get my hair done? Like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's a whole nother culture now. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like, it's empowering to be honest. Nice. To see it. That's awesome. Yeah, it really is. Everyone wants to be a stripper, date a stripper. <laughs> eating for breakfast. <laughs> I'll just check on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Um, as a black woman first, do you find it uh, being a cultural thing from our families where our job as a stripper is completely unacceptable? Because I know growing up, my mom was not okay with it. She still isn't, but I mean, she's accepting <laughs> it now. But I mean, it was not a thing that I would ever planning on doing because she would have probably killed me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, I I totally agree with you. That is something that was never really talked about. Like my mom knows about it. My dad does. I come from a very religious family. Mm. Um, Yeah, I grew up in the church. So that was something that was really frowned upon, like, and even just like culturally, but you know, like religiously, you know, Mm -hmm. as well. So it was like, yeah, it was just, you don't talk about it. Like you just don't, it wasn't accepted, especially now it is because now that I'm older, but back Mm -hmm. then when we met, hell no, like it was, it was a battle. (laughs) It's it's, it's been a long time coming. Let's just say um, for it to be, for me to even be accepted um, for what, for what I was doing. So. Mm -hmm. And back then when we met, um, that was during a time where there wasn't many POC uh, sex workers out there. So I was like, no. really excited to see someone that looks like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, I'm not alone. <laughs> I mean, like, the, like, I feel like because of like uh, there are cultural experiences, especially with anyone that's just not black, Indian, Mexican, whatever. Um, those uh, upbringings in life, I feel like, that's the reason why we don't see so many uh, POC sex workers. Now we do now because it is becoming less of a stigma, but yeah. Yes. I was just realizing that demographic in Alberta is really bad. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you're, in, you're in Edmonton? Yeah. Yeah, but I heard it's growing. 
It's growing. Yes. We have a lot of, um, yeah. So Somalians and, um, um, Sierra Leone and yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've seen, I see the growth. I see, yeah. I, I've seen, I've been, I've been peeping the growth. <laughs> but that's a, that's um, a great thing. Yeah. So speaking of demographics, so Canada is small compared to the U.S., which where you've been, which is awesome. Um, tell us a bit more about your heritage and your experiences growing up with um, racism in your line of work or just in life in general. Um, well, I'm African and Native. My father's from Malawi, Africa. My mother is Black Nova Scotian and Blackfoot Native. And um, my family dates back from, from, from years, um, hundreds of years, actually, in Nova Scotia, um, which is from Digby and Digby, Nova Scotia, which was like a Black loyalist um, yeah. area, because there's a lot of places back in Nova Scotia that are actually Indigenous Black communities that have been there for hundreds of years. So mm-hmm. they actually originated in Digby and then migrated to Halifax where my grandmother actually was living in Africville. I don't know if you've heard about Africville. Mm -hmm. Um, Africville was an old uh, black community that the government literally destroyed and bulldozed. And yeah, and yeah, completely like picked up all of these black people that had their own houses, their own land, literally just was like, no, you can't live here anymore. And then displaced them into different areas, which is now like Mulgrave Park, uh, Uniac Square. These are all black communities, but that's where they dispersed them after they mm-hmm. took them out of their own houses, their own land, and then put them in government housing, you know, pretty much the projects. So um, from that time, I grew up pretty much like near those communities. And I never really had any problems considered racism until I I went to like junior high school, which was in a predominantly white community, which was the South end of Halifax. And it was more like they, it was more cultural because I wasn't really called like the N word, but they would like, you know, touch my hair and be like, Oh, like, look at your big butt. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then it would make me cry. Oh. <laughs> but now I'd be like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> look but at yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, you know, your big butt. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, I did feel like I, I felt at a place, you know, and, you know, that's more cultural. That's a more cultural thing. Mm-hmm. So I was really lucky not to face any like um, violent racism. I haven't had that happen until I moved here to Vancouver, to be honest. Um, I had first, when I first moved here, um, I had a lot of interactions with people, um, mainly at the strip club that were very racist, that were calling me the N word. And like, it was just, or just making sure that I heard them, that they were mm-hmm. being, you know, like you, you know, <laughs> and you just kind of have, you have to just brush it off because I'm not going to like give them the, the satisfaction for it to affect me because mm-hmm. I don't identify, you know, as an N word. but it's true yeah like I won't lie I I only had like violent racism happen to me at the west coast of Canada yeah that's unfortunate I'm sorry that's happened to you and yeah it's just the you you were in that community and that's what was nice like and I didn't have that kind of community growing up I was 
definitely a predominantly white neighborhood everywhere, school and all that jazz. Um, so back to Nova Scotia, the being the biggest home for blacks running away from slavery. It's where the Underground Railroad kind of ended or not ended, but like where people were coming out of. Um, yes. You are definitely a representation of being unapologetically Black, which is another thing that draws me to you. Can you tell me some history at all about Nova Scotia, about the Loyalists some more? Yeah, I can tell you more about that. So from so from, from the Underground Railroad, they came to Nova Scotia, where most of the people were given um, land. They were given their own land. They were given jobs, and most in legislature in armed forces, engineering, sciences, medicine, which is great um, coming from coming from nothing. So a lot of the black loyalists that settled in Nova Scotia, all over Nova Scotia, um, they still are given a voice or given um, a place to raise their family to carry on their legacy. As you can, you can find out, I could give you some um, references as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like Buddy Day, who actually recently passed away. Um, His daughter is actually, she was my, my preschool teacher. And um, he was, he was a mayor at one point. And you would never see a black mayor (laughs) of a town um, anywhere in Canada for that matter, um, which is very, that's, it's more than amazing. And there's a lot of other places like North Preston, Cherry Brook, um, which are all black um, communities that are actually settled. It's all black people that live there completely Mm -hmm. um, that have been there for hundreds of years, which is, I think it's amazing that people don't really know. Um, I know that there's actually a black Nova Scotia museum. If you ever get a chance to go, Yes. Yeah, there there actually is one. And they actually just, um, they resurrected uh, Viola Davis. No, sorry, she's the actress. Viola Desmond. <laughs> Viola Desmond. I was like, yeah, yeah. Vi- oh, Viola Desmond, who's on the $10 bill. Yes. They erected, yes, they erected a statue in her honor. I don't know if you've heard, if you heard about that. And okay. she's obviously a member of like the Black Loyalist um, group in cat in Nova Scotia, which is actually amazing. She's a, a black woman on a $10 bill. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Like, like where do they have that? Besides that? <laughs> <laughs> but she's a woman, a black woman. And yeah. she actually used to do. Yeah. Like she used to do my grandmother's hair. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Your history is awesome. Um, so I creeped your Instagram and Facebook as I do with all of our guests. And I found a picture you took off your TV screen and mm-hmm. it's pretty much listing the ideal Vancouver woman. And I read the list and I was like, dang. So for those of you who haven't seen the screenshot, the list said, um, the perfect ideal woman for like dating is, um, slender, uh, long hair, white, <laughs> and yeah. it, was, it was just and no like, yoga pants cross myself off the list <laughs> no yoga pants like who doesn't everyone wears yoga pants in vancouver come on um we all know the dating pool has pee in it um so what's your dating life like after that list do you just give up or do you keep the faith Oh, wow. That's a great question. That's a really good question, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have to say, honestly, it's both. I I did give up 
And then I'm like, you know, I gave up. And then I was like, you know what? I really have to keep the faith because if I just give up, I, I can't, I, I will really give up. You know, <laughs> like, I will not want to date anyone. I will close myself off and just be like celibate and just like not have any fun for the rest of my life. But I was like, you know what? Pick yourself up, buttercup. Let's go. So I've just recently got into dating. But after I read that article, like, yeah, like I won't lie. Like it literally like put a damper on me for a little bit. Like, you know, it's shipping my armor. <laughs> like, <so laughs> um, but yeah, like it's definitely tough as a black woman dating mm-hmm. in a predominantly white uh, city mm-hmm. and where the beauty standards aren't, you know, me, what I look like. So it does get kind of daunting at times, but there's nobody like me and I'm unique. So I accept that. You know what I mean? Always remember that and keep that as yeah, my, you. you know, that is what makes me me. So I just have to keep the faith, sister. Oh, you got it. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have pictures, all of your Instagram, gorgeous pictures, by the way. And you've been on a cover on the cover of a few magazines. What is that new modeling experience like? Oh, wow. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun because I love getting in front of the camera. I love like um, style and fashion and yeah. beauty. Um, it's a lot of work. You have to, um, you really have to network and find the right photographers that capture the right pictures. And then you obviously have to shop the pictures to the right publications Mm -hmm. because not everyone is really getting seen. And because of COVID, it really did put a damper on a lot of, a lot of publications and be able to work with a lot of photographers Mm -hmm. because they weren't, you know, socializing with anybody, everyone's distancing. Mm -hmm. So, um, Right now, I'm actually just getting back into it. Yeah. I'm actually shooting with Blow Raw on Tuesday. I don't know if you know who hey. Blow Raw is. Yeah, shout out to Blow Raw. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. So that's going to be like my first publication coming up for 2021, oh, 22. Wow. Sorry. I'm like, what year is it? <laughs> Nobody knows anymore. <laughs> um, well, speaking of COVID and like everything being canceled, how did you, what did you do to survive? Only fans. <laughs> I did. I started OnlyFans because I was like, because on social media, I was getting like a, still a lot of love and support. Mm-hmm. So, and then I wasn't able, all the clubs are closed. So I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, might as well do OnlyFans. So OnlyFans is great. It's a great platform for sex workers, period. If that's like, it's a, also another stream of income. It's great. If you know how to navigate it properly, it really, it really helped me. Yeah. I literally was able to go. I did plastic surgery like nice. last literally a year ago. Um, yeah. So right after I started, so it's been really good. It's only getting better. Yeah. Now that things are finally reopening or getting to some sort of normalcy. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I don't know. oh geez what's the trucker convoy happening in vancouver at all um it it was yep um because a lot of there was a lot of support from out west it actually started here like most of and then they they just you know went full force to the east um but yeah there is a lot of support for it here obviously because there's a lot of um but there's a lot of protesting here you know Mm -hmm. for a missing indigenous woman um, for residential schools, 
for the convoy, for COVID, for, for everything. And then now Ukraine, there is a lot of unrest um, period in the world at this moment. So yeah, there is a lot of unrest. So here is, it's, it's been, it's been crazy as far as protests go every day. There is something here. Yeah. I feel like I, I think um, I heard they went to the U.S. So because <laughs> there's obviously a lot more supporters down there rooting for yep. the Trump convoy. So they're, mm-hmm. taking their, they're taking their voices to uh, Washington, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. And they've also been occupying the borders, as you saw. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Well, hopefully that gets things done. Oh. I hope so. Yeah. It's time for some rapid fire Q&A. Let's begin the four for one. I know you are a like fashionista. So if these brand names were people, marry, murder, sleep with. Played that game before? Yes. So Gucci, Versace, Burberry. I would murder Burberry. <laughs> I would sleep with Gucci and I would marry Versace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what's your all-time favorite memory at the strip club? Oh my, <laughs> my favorite memory was in Newfoundland at the Cotton Club. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> I went up to this old white man and I sat on his lap and I started singing Last Dance with Mary Jane by Tom Petty. <laughs> and the guy across from him was looking at me like, no. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, holy shit. I'm sitting on Neil Young's lap. Oh! And I started singing Tom Petty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I swear on my life, Neil Young was in this club and I was like, I know this guy. I know this song. <laughs> Dang, no, I didn't. I started singing Tom Petty, which I meant to sing Harvest Moon because I love that song. Me too. No. It's good. Man. I, no, no, I, no. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so cool. Oh my God. <laughs> Only you though. Like, I really meet these people all the time. <laughs> I love it. Um, I lost my question. Uh, la, 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 la. What's one thing people don't know about you? Um, that I can say. Ooh. And I write music. music. And I produce music. Nice. Did I know yeah. that? I don't think so. I don't remember. No, no. People, not a lot of people know that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So then you were singing really good to Neil Young then. <laughs> <laughs> Crying, singing Tom Petty. Oh man. Oh, what do you do when no one else is around? I talk to myself. Oh yeah, I I talk to myself. I have like conversations. If I'm like, is this what should I wear? This should I do this? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I have little conversations. If I was in public and doing that, people would be like, okay, like. (laughs) i do i talk to myself oh that's great i love it um do you want to um give us any last little tidbits or word of whatever uh, anything that you want to give out to anyone that's listening 
um, yeah, just keep being you and like, you know, like amidst all this craziness turmoil in the world, just, you know, try to keep the faith and I love everybody. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I just want to spread love. <laughs> oh, I love love. Um, and then also too, if you have any handles you want people to find you at Instagram, your your Twitter, your OnlyFans, shout them out and people can. Okay. Uh, my Instagram is Jessica Gianna BX3. <laughs> I know. And then my um, OnlyFans is Jessica Gianna69. Oh no, it's Gianna Jessica 69. Gianna Jessica 69. Yeah. I'm banned from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I did. I was hacked, okay? My Instagram was hacked and somehow I'm banned from Twitter. It's a long story. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, folks, you've heard it here first. And if you enjoy what you're hearing and you love Yes to Stripper podcast, head on over to our website at yesstripperpodcast.com and find those donation buttons where you can send us money and the guests money and it will help us go a long way of bringing in future more guests and it just bring our podcast to that higher level. <laughs> so yeah. Um, with that, I will let you go and I will see everyone next time. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Taking the time. Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with period podcast network. Find out more on Instagram at period podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at yes, a stripper podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at yes, a stripper pod. Please like subscribe and rate. Yes. A stripper podcast here on YouTube. See you next week. And that's on period network.